We forgot to do uh, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return, guys. <laughs> if y'all want to do a bonus episode on that, let me know. We'll do Who's in that? Who's in Michelle, in- Jim Belushi. I think Marty Jeez. Short is too, sadly. Oh, Marty. Ladies and gentlemen, get your vape on. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm, hold on, let me blow a cloud. Richard Barden. And this is Mad About Vaping. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to movie podcast for all things concerning that world of cinema. We discuss movie news, movie rumors, and movie rumblings, and then we break it on down for our chosen movie of the week. Don't worry about spoilers because we'll give you plenty of warning before we go into spoiler territory. And make sure you stick around for the end of our show for our weekly recommend. Also, be sure to check out our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Brian, this week's chosen movie of the week is... This week, we're going to be talking about the Zac Efron, Seth Rogen comedy classic, Neighbors. Hi! It's a fabulous neighborhood. New neighbors. Is that a fraternity? I think they'll like us. Hey, Wickle. Wickle, what's up? Hey, homies. Well, take Uh, it sleazy. Yeah. So, guys, this is the first of many uh, raunch comms. You like that? Raunchy yeah. comedies, you like that? Yep. I just made that up. Yeah. Hopefully it catches on. It probably will if it's on this show. <laughs> uh, first of many raunch comms we're getting this year and this summer. Seth MacFarlane's A Million Ways to Die in the West comes out uh, next month, followed by 22 Jump Street the month after. So a lot of R-rated comedies this summer to fill in the spaces between Kit, Kit you forgot what? the best one. What? Tammy with Melissa McCarthy. That's rated R? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> These movies are sort of filling the gaps between the excessive amount of sequels we have this summer. <laughs> so it's pretty much every other week is a sequel, a reboot, or a raunch So get ready, listeners. Movie news. Yes. Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. Richard, mm-hmm. I believe you have a little bit of breaking news to break. I, I think it is breaking. At least it was breaking to me. It just I hopped on the old uh, internet before I... I uh, got on the podcast and it seems we have our gambit for future x-men sequels have you guys seen this i saw yeah. the news i was gonna wait until a couple of weeks to talk uh, days of future past mm-hmm. to go into detail about it but we can talk about it now yeah go ahead it's, right. since it's so breaking yeah well i don't know maybe it's not breaking but it was breaking to me that channing tatum is going to be gambit that's a little that's a little surprising yeah that's a that's a big name for a smaller character yeah yeah i i agree but you know they have j-law for mystique i mean they can kind of i'm sure they can bring gambit to the forefront if they need to right sure i don't know that much about the uh the canon though so i guess this confirms that taylor kitsch is not returning to the role of gambit that he made so famous in (laughs) x-men origins wolverine right um so channing tatum that it's surprising because he's such a big star right now Maybe they, he already knows his star is going to plummet after this uh, Wachowski movie. 
He's like, I'm just going to need work. I'm going to be proactive. Get everything you can lined up before this comes out. Yeah, exactly. That uh, Neil Kunis saw a screening. She's like, I'm going to get pregnant. I'm pretty much yeah. done with all this right now. I'm- Jim Beam commercials or whatever yeah. she does now, that bourbon. I am going to go ahead and sign on for that uh, 70s show movie. That's, uh, <laughs> but without Ashton Kutcher. It's yeah. going to be weird, but we'll Man, do it. Not – not exciting at all. But I guess Channing Tatum, if one thing, I mean, that, that's probably the safest franchise to go with. X-Men, would you say that? Maybe? Uh, yeah. If you're going to do a superhero movie, yeah. maybe unless it's Marvel. Well, I mean, you want to be doing Marvel. Yeah. yeah. It but, is Marvel, but I mean, not Disney Marvel. At least halfway Marvel. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, there really hasn't been, other than that, that Origins movie, there hasn't really been a... A really well, just bad. The Ratner X Men Three. I mean, that's bad, but it's nobody's career was really ruined because of that. But I mean, it's a pretty safe choice. I think I, I'm I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that we will get a Gambit movie. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, because why not? If if Channing Tatum can carry a movie on his own, why not let him do that and make extra money? So yeah, I imagine we'll get some kind of X Men Origins Gambit movie in the next couple years. Yeah, we'll see. People people kind of hate Gambit. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen like a lot of, of of editorials about how bad Gambit sucks, and it it bothers me because I'm going to be honest. Gambit was my favorite X Men as a kid. I, I loved Gambit. Um, what but, are his powers? I don't know. Well, he throws cards. <laughs> yeah, uh, that burst into flames. That's the argument against him. It's like it, he's kind of the uh, the Hawkeye of the X Men. You know, it's like I, I'm yeah. the Hulk. I, I'm a god. I have <laughs> yeah. I shoot arrows, man. I mean. You know, Cyclops has so why not like shooting out of his eyes and game David Blaine for this part or uh, (laughs) or uh, Jesse Eisenberg maybe? Yeah, is that a Fox (laughs) movie? You could cross it over. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's um... oh gosh, I would actually Uh, pay to see that one. I really would. Um, I think that's the hesitation with the character why he hasn't been a big deal in the in the X Men movies of the past because they can't really find out a way to do him good in a live action setting. So maybe that's the challenge here. Maybe that's what they figured out. Maybe they've shown Channing Tatum some concept work or something that's like, man, I'm convinced that this is actually going to work on the big screen because right. it hasn't really worked so far. And same with Cyclops too. He had an underwhelming role in the previous singer Ratner trilogy. Sure. And I always felt like he could have done more. And he, he married Liz Lemon though. So it all worked out for him. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that, he, yeah, exactly. But there is, um, there's no way I can see that he's going to carry the movie. I think it'll still be a secondary character. Right, I mean, like I right. said, unless they give him his own movie. So yeah, totally. and I know Jackman is is signed on for like literally like twelve more X Men movies. Yeah. Like he's never going to stop. Like, and they're all going to be reboots. Every single one is just, <laughs> just going to start over again. Right. I was listening to another podcast and they referenced the seven previous X Men movies and I was like, no, there's only six. I completely forgot. We did a podcast on it. It was yeah, only a year yeah. ago, but I completely I never forgot. saw it because that's when you got. That's when I was in Montana. When okay. You guys did that episode and yeah. uh, I never never saw saw it. It was it good. It was fine. It yeah. was okay. it was so wasn't much, it like kind of Asian? Influence? Yeah, the tone was so much different than the rest of the X Men movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine as a standalone like thing. I mean, that's yeah. that's fine. It was more funny than I ever expected it to be. Like I legitimately like laughed out loud multiple times in it, and I was like, "Why is this funny? I don't understand." But I mean, it was entertaining. It was fine. It, it didn't really go with uh, the first class series or the the previous singer series or anything like that. But I mean, it was fine as a as a standalone, and I would watch it again, like on TV or something for sure. But I mean, it was nothing nothing to write home about. That's for sure. But um, it could be worse. 
Channing Tatum excites me in any action movie. So, I mean, this will be cool unless the Wachowskis are involved, in which case um, I could not be less excited for Jupiter ascending this this coming uh, July. More like Jupiter descending, am I right? Ah, <laughs> ah, yes, see. Get here at Mad About Movies. Stick around for the rest of the show. But there is there's some more superhero <laughs> movie news, guys. All and right, uh, the web the web is a buzz with this news. The first image has leaked or been posted by our favorite person of all time, Zack Snyder. Mm. Uh, the first image of Batman or Ben Affleck as Batman has made its way onto the internet. Oh, really? I thought yeah. It was Batman so video. yeah, go search for this right now so you guys can make fun of it with me. <laughs> it looks so bad <laughs> that um, I'm I'm pretty sure that this is a joke. Like that they leaked this and like, psych, it's not what it's going to look like. It, you know, the Schumacher Batman was in Batman oh and Robin. Gosh. It oh looks, no. <laughs> you know, the Schumacher Batman was famous for bat nipples. Yeah. Well, uh, bat nipples don't make an appearance in this, in this Batman, but what, oh. what has replaced bat nipples guys? Bat veins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he so veiny? <laughs> He is bulging with veins. There's veins like spewing out of this suit. It looks like he uh, they took The Rock's body and just photoshopped um, Ben Affleck's head on it. Yeah. Guys, this looks so – you're looking at it right now, right? Yes. I am, yeah. It is so, yeah. so bad. Like what is he going to do when he's just standing around talking to people oh. in a non-action setting? They're going to be like, uh, Bruce, why, <laughs> why, are you, why are your veins popping out? We're just sitting here having a coffee <laughs> Gosh. Oh, I oh, hate my. this movie so much, guys. I hate it. Uh, and the Batmobile he's standing by looks like a cross between Schumacher and Christopher Nolan's Batmobile. So that's exactly what you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, just doesn't just isn't exciting. The Batman logo that's on his chest is like mm. giant game changer. It's it doesn't even look like a bat. I mean, it's a it's basically a square with like uh, two triangles on the top of it. For the ears, um, the cowl looks the exact same. And people are online saying, man, this, this bat suit looks freaking awesome. Looks so much better than Christopher Nolan's. Like, no, it doesn't. In what world does this – like the Christopher Nolan one was like a tactical like, like armor suit. You know, It was like a cross yeah. between a SWAT outfit and like a mountain climbing uh, apparatus or something. This is just like a rubber suit that's form fitted to his body with veins popping out. That's all it is. And the cowl is the exact same as every Batman cowl we've seen. I don't know how they didn't make any changes there at all. Um, man, what are you guys' thoughts, initial thoughts on this? Brian? I, ju- I just don't, I don't want to see this movie at all. I so badly do not want it to exist. I, this is terrible. And this is exactly what we've it's exactly what we've all been talking. I mean, we've been talking about this for a year now and how, how bitter we are that Zack Snyder is still in charge of this franchise and how bad this is going to be. I, I don't think I could look forward to a superhero comic booky movie any less than I am looking forward to this one. I, oh, I hate this so much. There's no need for him to release this. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. The, the movie comes out, Zach, in two years, <laughs> not next summer. The summer after next summer. So why do you need to be releasing images of Batman right now and create buzz? Like, to me, this just ruins ruins the surprise, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, it, it doesn't even look good. 
Like if you're gonna if you're gonna release something, at least make it like, man, I, I can't, I just can't wait to release this any longer, and at least make it something that everyone's gonna like, and not like a veiny, bulging like. Is that a surprise though? Given that they released the worst looking logo of all time at Comic Con, <laughs> remember that? I mean, no, that, yeah, yeah, that looked true. like you created it in paint. I mean, yeah. it was it was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. Hey, what? What is Chris Nolan doing? Like, laughing, he's just high fiving. I mean, is he just collecting around. checks? Is that all it is? Like, he's just keep keep getting them checks. Is that all that he's doing? Yeah, he's, he's high fiving because, like, I mean, regardless of you know, there's differing uh, opinions on on uh, Dark Knight Rises, but I don't think anyone would call it a perfect movie, right? And so now Nolan is just laughing maniacally and just like this takes all the little like crap he got off after that. It's uh, all gone once this comes out. He's gonna look like it's gonna make. Dark Knight Rises look better than Dark Knight. Oh, geez. Yeah, this just does not look awesome. It looks like he's roided out like crazy. Yeah. Is it a CGI um, suit? Is he actually wearing that? There's no way Affleck can get that jacked. Yeah, like, that's CGI. That's, ugh. And even if he does, it wouldn't look natural. No. I mean, it just look the direction they're going in just is awful. I mean, the people at Marvel have to be like fist pumping, high fiving yes. like crazy. There's no way DC is going to be able to compete. I mean, next year's Avengers, and then we've got Ant Man. And Guardians before this even comes out, <laughs> yeah. like they're going to be so far ahead of the game by the time that this even sees the light of day. And of course, it'll make money. Um, it probably won't make that much considering Captain America three is opening the same weekend. So cut fifty or hundred million off what it would make, and uh, that that's going to that really gonna might be, be the biggest box office weekend of all time, though. Regardless of how terrible this is going to be, yeah. I, mean, I, I still can't say, imagine one of them bigger. Move. I think I think Batman Superman moves when it's all said and done. Yeah, we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting to see who who yeah who jumps out of the spot first, who plays chicken. Batman will feign some kind of some kind of production delay. You know, like the yeah the exactly. next like hurricane that comes in, they're just going to move their production to that city like <laughs> and be like, oh, oh man, man this hurricane yeah. this hurricane hit us. It set us back one week. <laughs> Sorry. They already did that to move out of summer 2015. Yeah. <laughs> they pushed but, it back a year just to avoid all that. that we we talked about it at the time like they did that as kind of a hey, we're showdown with Marvel. We're going to go head to head with them. Move your move your movie Marvel and then Captain America just went bananas at the box office. So now yeah. uh, they they're in trouble there. I think they'll move. Gosh, Man of Steel cost 225 million dollars. I did not realize how expensive Money that well was. spent. Sheesh. Oof. Yeah, Captain America 3 had the spot first, and then, yeah, like you said, right. DC is like, okay, we'll go on that weekend too, and hope Mar- hope that Marvel gets um, gets scared and moves out of that spot. It's not going to happen. Captain America 3 is going to be absolutely huge, mm-hmm. especially after Avengers and everything. It's going to be Well, yeah, huge. I mean, when they made that move, you could make the argument that Captain America was their weakest property, and now yeah, yeah. I think you could very easily say – it is the strongest property outside of the Avengers, you know, yeah. which is kind Absolutely of a different true. story. Right. So, man, super underwhelming for, I mean, mm. at least I had hope at least, man, maybe they can make Batman look cool or something. No, Gosh. didn't happen. It looks awful. Um, why, why, why veins? <laughs> what meeting were they in? <laughs> you know what this needs, guys? <laughs> if this had bulging veins, it would make it so much more awesome. Uh, no, I was at the gym it. the other day and I saw this guy just <laughs> jacked with veins, and I was like, "That man would have those." Yeah, I like the idea that Zack Snyder is out at like a UFC competition with uh, Brett Ratner and just comes home and is like, "Dude, 
Dave Bautista. That's got to be the model for uh, <laughs> for our uh, our Batman suit. Like, good lord. Ugh. Okay, you're stuck in an elevator for 14 hours. Okay, <laughs> 14 hour elevators power out so they can get you out. You have two choices of people to be in there with: Brett Ratner or Zack Snyder. Who do you choose? Snyder, because I I think. I think if I was in an elevator with Snyder, I could just berate him and he'd, he'd just, you know, he'd at least talk to me. Ratner, within three seconds of the elevator shutting down, would start telling you stories about girls he's hooked up with. There's no <laughs> question. And by, by 20 minutes in, you'd just be so defeated that you can't even summon the, cur- the strength to talk anymore. That was oddly specific. Uh, you <laughs> just, just came. I mean, just Ratner has that look. Like you just know if you're out with Brett Ratner, all he does is talk about himself. No question. I've said this before, guys, on the radio, maybe, maybe on the podcast before. If not for Zack Snyder, would we have Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul? <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is no. So we have him to thank for that, at least. Uh, I mean, we would have the books, though, without him. Yeah, that's true. Right. The literature. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. To your countdown till we see this bad boy. <laughs> Who's fired up? I am. You can see it by yourself. I'll be at Captain America at midnight screening. Thank you. I have one more thing to talk about, guys, before we, um, before we talk a little bit of uh, Seth Rogen's Neighbors. Uh, I'm going to introduce a new segment to the Mad About Movies podcast. Get ready for the Mad About Movies TV Roundup. That was some music cue, Kent. <laughs> you like this? Yeah. A little hoedown music for us. Yeah, so, good. so upfronts are happening right now, TV upfronts. Uh, the big time of the year where all the networks put together their schedules for the upcoming fall and advertisers uh, meet them and uh, bid on the time slots and, and secure up sponsorships and stuff like that. So we are starting to get a lot of news about renewals and cancellations, I should say, for uh, for the shows that are currently on broadcast television. And so I just want to go through this list of shows that have been canceled and shows that are getting renewed. And guys, I'm going to go down this list, uh, network by network. And as I mention the shows, feel free to interject with humorous comments. <laughs> so here we go. Let's start things off with NBC. And we're done. Okay, good. That was fun. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Literally everything. <laughs> so canceled shows by NBC are as follows. And these are all uh, these were all canceled within know the past couple months. Some of these premiered last fall. And some of them have already Don't been established. Sean saves the world. Don't say Sean saves the world. So NBC has canceled Dracula, which I was unaware even existed. <laughs> same here. I had no. I was supposed to make the exact same comment. I, uh, that was I watched show? the pilot, and it was uh, it was not good. It's <laughs> not good. The best part of the pilot. So the Dracula is played by Jonathan Reese My- Myers. Oh yeah, so promising. Yeah, uh, and he <laughs> is. He's very British, I believe. And Irish. Dra- Irish. Okay, there you go. But Dracula is, you know... Transylvanian. Transylvanian. But, so he's... <laughs> Which an might have Irish, context, context right, I'm not sure. An Irish actor playing a Transylvanian who is posing with an American accent for no reason. Uh-huh. So there you go. Uh-huh. Now you know why it was not so great. Transylvania is in Germany, correct? So technically... Sure, a Germanic. Germanic of some... Of some. Right. Okay. So that's the first of the 49 shows we're going to go through. This might be a long segment. (laughs) 
So uh, the next case... Oh, we didn't even see that one. No. <laughs> no. The next, I haven't seen most 90% of these. Um, so it's not, not a surprise they're being, they're being axed. Uh, believe? Anybody seen Believe on NBC? Based yeah. after... The, uh, a lot of people don't know it's based on the Cher song. A little trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in love? I don't know nerd? how they based it, but yeah, they based it off that. Uh. <laughs> well, it was sounded promising. I'm surprised that one's getting let go. Yeah, I think that one was Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, this is one the, of the J.J. Uh, Abrams, the mini J.J. Abrams series yeah. that got axed. Yeah. So not not a good not a good um, good showing for Bad Robot this last time around. Hey, uh, quick tangent because I know we have time. Um, <laughs> your cousin Chase uh, Kent during his fraternity hazing, he had to just stay locked in a room for twenty four hours while they played Believe by Cher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Kind of on point with our movie movie Tint. of the week, yeah. That would have made neighbors ten times funnier. Uh, <laughs> Just imagine that. Yeah, it's like a four minute song. Do the math. How many times? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great idea. Um, so believe is gone, guys. This one might upset you guys. Community officially yeah. canceled by NBC. Thoughts on that? I, I feel guilty because I haven't watched this season at all. I got oh. behind and I just haven't done it. I, I, I'll absolutely watch it, but I feel like maybe I contributed. And I, I feel bad. But yeah. one of my favorites of all time. I love it. Um, and uh, we hopefully we'll get six seasons in a movie so, somehow, some way through Kickstarter means of some sort. But uh, yeah. yeah, but ha- what a, what a um, I think we'll go down as a very influential show like uh, yes. like Larry Sanders or something like that. Uh, so, I mean, they have nothing to hang their heads on. A very creative and, and smart show and uh, hate to see it go. Brian, yes. I know you have a lot more to say. No, absolutely agree. I I love Community seasons one, two, three, and five. Season four is terrible, as we all agree. But uh, season five was really good. I will say I, I'm not that bummed about the cancellation. Just from a narrative standpoint, it did kind of feel like they've done everything that they can do with it to this point. Um, Richard, when you go back and watch, I think you'll probably feel the same as I do. Um, but uh, but it is great, and I, I think you're spot on, Richard. I think there's a lot of shows we're seeing. These days, uh, where the the showrunners have been influenced by Arrested Development, I think, mm-hmm. um, and I think, I really do think Community is going to be maybe not to the extent that Arrested Development is, but is going to be a major influence on the showrunners of you know six eight years from now. That that show I think will have a, a strong second life. Mm-hmm. In on in second know. life on, on, on <laughs> right exactly, but like binge watching and stuff like that. Uh, whenever it gets to Netflix or Amazon or whatever, I think that's one that five years from now people will be like, "Wow, this show is really good." How come it was you know it didn't ever do better than it did? Um, it's it's very very strong. Sorry, so I had to see it go just because that leaves an empty slot on my on my DVR that will be filled by something with Sean Hayes or right. um, you Thankfully. know one of the other. <laughs> Because you DVR every Sean Hayes show, I know. That. I do. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just have the DVR just set for Sean Hayes, <laughs> <laughs> like the old TiVo thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It, uh, it records his two episodes of Scrubs constantly. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Long Grace reruns, and whenever that Three Stooges remake comes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the next show um, canceled by NBC, Crisis. Never heard of it uh, again. You'll be missed. Let's do seven minutes on it. Go. <laughs> Growing up, Fisher. That's the one with, that the, one? with uh, J.K. Simmons as the blind guy, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. My yeah. uh, my boss brought us all into his office to watch a scene from that because uh, he had seen it, and he brought like seven of us in, and nobody pity laughed, and it was the most uncomfortable 
<laughs> Did he make you guys watch the internship afterwards? <laughs> yeah, same guy. <laughs> um, Love the guy death. Love him to death. So the next one is Revolution, mm. which is a little surprising. So much promise. Yeah. I mean, cool just, idea. Yeah. A lot of hype going into the first season, I believe. Mm-hmm. I really didn't hear anything after that, um, so I'm not is surprised. Is that the one with the powder, power outage? Yes, yes, that's yeah. where the world is, uh, has no power. So um, Yeah, I watched the first like six episodes of it, and then there was a break, and I didn't catch back up, and I just heard – I heard many people say it, it never lived up to the, to the promise it had early on. The worst thing about canceling shows like that is the people that have invested, what, two, three seasons right now? Yeah. There's going to be no ending. <laughs> there, there, I know. It's going to get resolved. It's just going to yeah. stop. That's how Firefly was, too. I think the yes. movie came out. But yeah, shows like that, when they get canceled, it's like, it's just, it's just a huge waste of time for everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> awful. So uh, the next show, the Michael J. Fox show, is mm. gone. Such a waste. Such a waste. It was, it Don't was worry, it'll be water. back in two shakes, guys. <laughs> dead in the water. Um, Sean Saves the World, also gone. Yay. Welcome to the family <laughs> and Ironside didn't make it past I think the first two episodes. <laughs> the Ironside, Ironside was so bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so things don't get, get much better for the other networks. Guys. No, this um, is a horrible year for, for first year shows. Really, <laughs> really bad. Canceled on Fox. Um luckily, Dads officially canceled. Oh. The Seth Green Giovanni Ribisi comedy. It's just picking up steam. Ugh. I couldn't believe that Giovanni Ribisi couldn't carry a comedy by himself <laughs> and with Seth Green. I mean, I just, it's just dumbfounding that that didn't work. Oh, man. Surprising that a live action comedy on in primetime couldn't make it just off of racist jokes. That's yeah. Just bad. <laughs> Easily the most offensive sitcom of all time. And that's coming from us. Yeah. 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 Very unfunny. And it's mm. it's good to see that Fox has the um, um, balls to cancel <laughs> a Seth MacFarlane show, though. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I didn't. I said when we were we watched the pilot and we, we talked about it and I felt like it was a joke. From Seth MacFarlane. Like, he was just like, please <laughs> let me out of my contract. I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's that bad. Uh, also canceled on Fox, Rake, starring Greg Kinnear, which nobody saw. Yep. Uh, I don't even know what that is. It, it was basically canceled before it debuted. So. Right. Strong. Surviving Jack. Funny. Was it good? Funny. Yeah. Chris, uh, what's his name? Chris Meloni. Mel- oh, yeah. Meloni. I like him. What? Meloni. Yeah. It was funny, but, but it also, I mean, it was dead on arrival. It was, it was going to get canceled from the get-go. Along with the next one, I think you're about to say Enlisted, which Enlisted, was also yeah. really funny, but dumped on Fridays in March, like there's no way that's going to make it. So Enlisted was was good. It yeah, was. That, that yeah. one I thought had a chance just because it was legitimately, legitimately funny, and I thought the executives might see it that way, but nobody watched it. So uh, yeah. good job, guys. Raising Hope officially canceled. Good run. That had a good three or four year run, though. Raising Hope mm-hmm. did, yeah. I mean, I never watched it, no. but it was on for a long time. The X Factor, Simon Cowell's um, American Idol competitor, officially canceled. Yep. Um, this one sucks. Another J.J. Abrams show. Yes. Almost Human, which I thought was a cool show. I mean, it's, I so. it's not one you have to watch every week to know what's going on. It's really a cool procedural kind of cop show. I think it could have worked better on sci-fi or something like that. Mm. Um, the fact that it's a sci-fi show on Fox means it probably didn't have a chance anyway. I can see this one maybe going the Netflix route or movie route or something. 
Uh, it was a cool show. I mean, I really had no complaints. I mean, it was everything I wanted it to be. So Yeah, this is one of like two shows that got canceled that I'm actually legitimately bummed about. But to me, it's one that probably should have been a 12-episode-a-season sort of thing. And Because uh, mm-hmm. the beginning and the end of the show, really good. There's like four to six episodes in the middle. I think it kind of lost viewership because it turned into a very generic right. sci-fi procedural. Yeah. Um, but there I were- think... Isn't that guy turning into a big deal though? Not uh, Urban, but the other guy from the show. His, yeah. his assistant or the robot guy? Yeah, the robot. That guy's like has a ton of movies coming out, so maybe something they end up regretting in the long term. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ABC has canceled pre- literally almost everything that they have on. Um, <sighs> not mixology. Come on, not mixology. Surrogatory officially canceled. Never, okay. never knew that existed, but the name alone uh, deserves Fair cancellation. First, yeah. first season of Suburgatory was good. After yeah, that, Brian, I was going to say, didn't you like that one? The girl's kind of an Emma Stone lookalike yeah, to me. Yeah, she's from the, the that Evil Dead remake. Yeah. Well, it's too bad because it'll never be on the air again. So <laughs> it, it got horrible. Like second season, that was one of those classic ones. You know, you watch first season, like, oh, this is pretty good. And then the... the the very first episode of season two, you're like, oh, okay, no, yep. this is this executives. Is executives got a hold of this. Uh oh, yeah, bail, bail. Uh, Trophy wife starring Malin Ackerman officially canceled, which I thought was funny. Totally bummed on that yeah. one. That that one to me more than any other. Like that one had promise, could have been a good show, and needed to be in the right place. I to me. ABC's been looking for something to pair with Modern Family for four years, uh, and for some reason they decided that Mixology, the most reprehensible show of all time, uh, would fit well with with the the family audience of Modern Family instead of Trophy Wife, which really I think would have fit perfectly. Would have had a good lead in. Um, that's a that's a real bummer. That one was good. Bradley Whitford's great. Yeah, Malin Ackerman I think deserves. She's good. She should be on TV. And she just can't yeah get the right project. It's, you and I were strange. talking off the air about this. I said Millen Ackerman is like the perfect person for a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like has a little she bit is. of star power on the big screen, um, right. but super talented, funny. Uh, she could, I could see her doing an, a show on CBS. She yeah. just, she's just, um, un, it's just unfortunate that she didn't get on a CBS show because, right. um, she could have a chance. Um, I think the, the fact that the show was called trophy wife turned a lot of totally. people off. It's sort totally of a sleazy agree. name. It yeah. is, and, and that it goes. I mean, there's there's a long history, and I think it's usually ABC. Like ABC just pops out these shows that have horrible, horrible names, and people. Imme- I mean, Suburgatory is the same way. People immediately write that off because it's got a terrible title, and Trophy right. Wife does too. Just call. Think of something better that doesn't immediately turn off thirty three percent of the audience. You know, right? Uh, this this next one has a great name. Surprise! It didn't last. Super Fun Night, <laughs> starring Gosh. Rebel Wilson. Another case of oh. of somebody foreign having an American accent for no reason. Like, no if reason. you're gonna have Rebel Wilson, let her be Rebel Wilson. Yeah, her voice <laughs> is the f- one of the funniest things about her. That's right? her bit. Yeah. yeah. Are we are we done with Rebel Wilson as yeah, a society? I is think. that okay? Good. Unless uh, she's the, in Pitch Perfect too. Yeah. Yeah, Pitch Perfect too could be pretty big, but I think she'll go down as like. Um, Remember Michael Winslow from the Police Academy movies? Yes. Yes. She'll be like the female Michael Winslow <laughs> in all the pitch perfects that they'll make. Like everyone will be glad to see her in that and she'll do her bit and then we'll never see her again. Hopefully. Um, Lucky Seven officially canceled, lasted one episode. <laughs> what is that? It the was about people one. that people in a small town that like win the lottery or something. Yeah. Seven people like share, like shared a ticket Dude. and then they all do like, like uh, 
Do shenanigans occur? Do they? I bet they. I bet everything goes fine, right? And they get along. Yeah. And they know how to share the money. Yeah, it's really boring, actually. Yeah, okay. nothing happens. Uh, this one sucks. Mind games starring Steve Zahn, <laughs> which the show is probably awful, but Steve Zahn is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's get. Malin Ackerman and Steve Zahn in a CBS show. Yeah, <laughs> let's pitch that. I would definitely work. on We don't that have an way. idea yet, but uh, that's what we got. <laughs> right. So, unfortunately, Mixology officially no! canceled. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, we're gonna need to take a break, man. We need to take a break. Richard, you can worldwide have a have a cry. Um, it's basically the bar scene from the 40 old virgin for 12 episodes a season um yeah, yeah. every character is is awful uh richard is we're is just misunderstood it. You know. richard's legitimately defending this by the way listeners i don't i don't know if you can sense the sarcasm he's legitimately defending mixology yeah. so if you've seen it and you liked it uh follow richard on twitter and yeah. you guys will be best friends I, he, I he left sure. fort worth and moved to dallas and now he loves mixology that's, <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> Uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland officially canceled. <laughs> Most necessary show on TV. ABC. Jeez, these shows are horrible. Oh, God. Killer wow. Women, with, uh, <laughs> which was produced by Sofia Vergara, which I don't know if you saw it, oh. but the trailer was a <laughs> – it was a combo her. of yeah. Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, with the with, girl from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. With the exact same music yeah. <laughs> as Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like, if you're going to rip off Pulp Fiction, don't don't take the soundtrack and just use that, guys. It's it's too obvious. In fairness, Sophia had just seen Pulp Fiction, was very excited. Um, <laughs> Betrayal, officially canceled. Uh, the Assets, never heard of that one either. Back in the Game, <laughs> Brian was a fan of this one. I, I, I don't even remember. know what that is. What? And The Neighbors officially canceled as well. Never heard of that either. That's the one with the so. aliens. The, uh, oh, yeah, they were aliens. What's her name? Jamie Getz? Yeah. Sounds awesome. Mm. Uh, can- <laughs> it was basically Alf, but bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Canceled on CBS. We Are Men canceled. Intelligence canceled. Hostages canceled. Friends with Better Lives canceled. They were really bummed. Like, the cast of that was like, so bitter on Twitter. I don't know if you get like Brooklyn Decker and Vanderpeek and people were just like, well, we'll show them when a million trillion people watch tonight's episode and they immediately bring us back on the air. It was like, no, sorry. The crazy one starring Robin Williams officially canceled. Thank you. Bring back Bob Benson. Benson, Which you're not excited about because James walk is awesome. He deserves better than the crazy ones. Yep. And, uh, unfortunately, Bad Teacher, officially canceled. Oh, Dad. It had an episode? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It premiered two weeks ago, and we're talking about it being canceled right now. So good run, guys. Good job. It's all right. Freeze (laughs) up Dag for better work for our movie that we're writing. So now comes the list of renewed shows, and I'll just go through these really quick, guys. So you think. Uh, (laughs) NBC uh, has renewed About a Boy, which I've never seen, but I heard is is pretty funny. Yeah, it gets good reviews. Nope. Terrible. Not good. Really? Stop I, it. Is it because you've seen the movie? Because the movie is one of my favorites. Uh, That's why I refuse it, to watch it. It has a little bit to do with that, but it's it's a. I really like the guy who plays the uh, the, the main role. Yeah, uh, Will. He, yeah, he's good. He's good. The kid's good. The movie, the show, just doesn't know what it's doing at okay. all. And we t- like, I watched probably four, maybe five episodes, and I was like, no, this is it's just it's not good. It's not good. So 
I'm surprised that it's getting good, uh, that, that people are watching it. Well, three people watched it, which was a record for NBC this year, so... <laughs> They're bringing it back. Sorry, can't continue. The Blacklist, renewed. Mm. Chicago PD, renewed. Chicago Fire, renewed. What? (laughs) Yeah, there's two separate shows. About Chicago EMT. Yeah, what about Chicago Hope? They bring that back? (laughs) Yeah, they've already done that, unfortunately. Grimm coming back. Brian? I love Grimm. It's it's ridiculous, but uh, I dig Grimm. I'm glad. I'm glad it's going well. Hannibal coming back. Which I have given a chance, and that's a that's a good show. I've heard only good things about that. Mads Mikkelsen is the best villain. Like he can play any villain, and I'll watch it. Like he's I've, just fantastic. I've heard it's great, but every time I've caught three minutes of it, there's like a human brain on the screen right. or someone being uh, like crucified, and I can't. My stomach <laughs> can't handle it. But I've heard it's good. Uh, Law and Order SVU coming back. Parks and Recreation coming back for its Yay. final season. Mid season, like thirteen ups, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, The Voice, the only show on NBC that gets ratings, is yep. coming back. The bill payer. Right. Yeah. Uh, Fox is bringing back Bob's Burgers, animated show. <laughs> that Really? That's still a thing? I'm Dude, not kidding. Bob's Burgers is huge. Really? Like, Yeah, it really, really is. It's a, big, it's a big deal. I mean, it's more big now than, I'd say, Family Guy. Wow. Um, probably even The Simpsons. Like, it's... It's surprising it's lasted so long, but, um, I mean, animated shows have the tendency to get a cult following, and then, like, if you go to cons, the, the past two cons I've been to, there's been, like, a lot of Bob's Burgers, like, costumes and stuff. It's really weird. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've only ever seen, like, commercials during it's football. It's fine. I mean, it's not, it's not anything, like, crazy. Like, Family Guy is just totally off the wall. The Simpsons is has great characters. Bob's Burgers is just kind of there. I mean, it's definitely not the funniest cartoon on on Fox the past couple of years, I liked the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon more than it, and I liked the uh, the one that Jonah Hill did, um, Alan Gregory, yeah, more than mm-hmm. more than Bob's Burgers, but it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I know several people who watch Bob's Burgers. I can't stand that kind of animation; like, it just visually, I don't like to look at it, so yeah. I haven't watched it. But. Yeah, uh, Bones coming back, Ugh. American Idol coming back. Holy crap, that show's still on the air. Um, had a good year this it. year, I heard. Like, it did really well ratings wise. Really? I heard yeah, the opposite. Better. I heard yeah, zero did. people watch American Idol anymore. That was two years ago, but the Conic, Conic came in this year and, like, re- yeah. revitalized it. Ugh. If you still watch American Idol, just, just <laughs> turn this podcast off. If you're in your car, take a sharp right off a bridge, <laughs> and hopefully right. you and your uh, Ruben Stuttered CDs drown yeah. in the middle of the. In the middle of the Hudson River. I'll see you guys later then. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's been like 19 seasons, guys. Okay, we get it. We get it, guys. It's enough. Enough already. Look, look, I used to work with Kelly Clarkson, so I'm just – I'm committed to it, all right? It's (laughs) – we get – guys, we get that people can sing, okay? We understand that there are people in America that know how to sing. By the way, for those of you that are – we all live in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. For those of you that visit here – Anyone you meet when you get in the town, um, you're the guy that gets your helps you with your luggage at the airport, the hotel person, uh, you know whatever you call them, valet. Uh, they've all have a Kelly Clarkson story. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. they ran into them, Everybody. where they met her. Yeah, uh, and just you know, kind of compile them. And, yeah, uh, I'm writing a book. So yeah, we all interactions has- with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. It's very personal because we worked at Six Flags at the same time. So, yeah. you know, 
Uh, if you want more Kelly Clarkson talk, uh, tune into the <laughs> tune into the Clarkson cast uh, every week. Is that after our vape podcast? Yeah, <laughs> we got a we got quite the docket we're, lined up, guys. We're building a we're building quite the industry here, boys. So yeah. uh, I'm going to run through these real fast. Family Guy, Glee coming back. What the f? <laughs> Last um, season, one more season. Hell's Kitchen coming back. Master Chef Junior coming back. The following coming back. Mindy Project coming back. New Girl, Sleepy Hollow, and The Simpsons all returning for Fox. For ABC, returning, surprisingly, Nashville. Thought that would be gone for sure. Scandal, Castle, The Bachelor, Dancing with the Stars, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Middle, Modern Family, uh, Revenge, Shark Tank, Once Upon a Time, Resurrection, Grey's Anatomy, The Goldbergs, and America's Funniest Home Videos. Returning for ABC. Uh, CBS, pretty much everything returning. Two Broke Girls, The Amazing Race, The Big Bang Theory, Blue Bloods, starring Tom Selleck, which is awesome, because Tom <laughs> Selleck rules. Uh, Criminal Minds, CSI, 48 Hours, 60 Minutes, Elementary, The Good Wife, Hawaii Five-0, Mike and Molly, Undercover Boss, NCIS, The Millers, Mom, NCIS Los Angeles, Person of Interest, Survivor, and unfortunately, Two and a Half Men returning to CBS. So there we go. The uh, the spring upfronts uh, Mad About Movies TV roundup. No, that you know so that ABC lineup is much better than it was a couple years ago in terms of stuff they kept. Like they yeah. have a lot of hits. Yeah, and uh, you'll be excited about this, Richard. No. Um, in addition to, to Agents of Shield, they have yes. a new series, Marvel's Agent Carter, yeah. starring Haley Atwell. Yes. So there's another one to look forward to this but fall. It's old Haley Atwell. Oh man. <laughs> 90-year-old alien. <laughs> the entire show is her kind of losing her memory halfway through each of the uh, the heists or whatever they're doing. Such a letdown. Yeah. But I want to remind listeners, this fall we will do our annual Rants and Raves um, pilots episode, and we will yeah. watch every single pilot that is coming out this fall and uh, right. try to decide its fate. I think we were pretty right on with these pilots, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think any of us thought that Dads or um, Lucky 7... Or any of those, we're gonna we're gonna make it past this point. So, you know, we're right as always. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you: Do you own a small business, or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter. Get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms, and there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now, 
and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, all right, guys. Let's move on and let's talk about neighbors. Call the cops. It almost seems so lame. Do it anonymously. It's a good idea. They do our dirty work for us. Oh, no. You sold us out. You called about your neighbors? No. We have call ID. We're cops. Everybody has call ID. All right, guys. So I'm going to start off this review uh, with this list. Zach and Miri make a porno. (laughs) Observe and report. Funny people. The Green Hornet. And The Guilt Trip. In my opinion, this movie goes right along with those. Wow. Uh, Not... (laughs) I was extremely... um, unimpressed with this movie extremely uh underwhelmed by it i was going into it i was just like if this can be more than just bros being bros and like a an episode of parenthood like in between (laughs) the bros being bros scenes um (laughs) then i'll be i can get on board with this unfortunately for me it really wasn't any of that i didn't find this movie funny (laughs) to be honest uh there was one scene that i laughed and it was um, Seth Rogen and Zac Efron doing Batman impressions back and forth <laughs> like that. Like I legitimately laughed at that. I'm not joking. The other, uh, hour and 36 minutes, I just sat in silence. Um, just didn't find any of the gags funny. The ones that were mildly humorous to me were all spoiled by the trailer. Um, just really disappointed by this movie. It, it's the first movie that's come out maybe since the guilt trip that I've legitimately like questioned. Seth Rogen's ability to make good comedies. Like, um, I guess maybe we're going to have to deal with a, just a mediocre movie every couple years. Um, just the premise alone to this movie just wasn't something that excited me personally. Uh, it seems done before in movies like old school. It wasn't very creative. Like most of their movies are extremely creative. Uh, the premises are like, think of uh, pineapple express. Like it's a movie about stoners. Yeah. But it's got this whole, like one thing leads to another type scenario and it's a really creative film. And, uh, this is the end. Everybody's themselves and the apocalypse happens. Very creative idea. Their next movie is called the interview and it's Seth Rogen and James Franco. And James Franco is a, is an anchor at like an E news thing. And he gets a exclusive interview with Kim Jong-un. And so the CIA contacts Franco and wants him to kill Kim, Kim Jong-un. And uh, Rogan is his like producer. So they go over to North Korea and they have to kill Kim Jong-un during this interview. Really good idea for a, for a comedy. Uh, this, just not that. Um, extremely lazy, I felt. And uh, just wasn't funny, in my opinion. Uh, but I'm sure you guys liked it. <laughs> Richard, what do you, you think of Neighbors? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say, you know, I, I kind of, um, I split comedies into two different categories and uh and i like both of these categories equally but i kind of split them into two so the first is movies that are really funny that have kind of something to say whether that's political or just social or communal like i think super bad falls into that category right where yes it's a really funny movie but it has a lot to say about 
male friendship and uh, growing up and, and moving from one period of life to another. Uh, and then you have a movie in the second category like MacGruber, which means absolutely nothing, but it's just really funny uh, beginning to end. And most movies that I like com- comedically fall in one of those two categories. Uh, this movie was frustrating to me because it really could have been in the first category. It could have had a lot to say about um, – you know, what it's like to be parents. And it, yeah. it, it used a couple things in set pieces and what it's like to kind of move on from this party stage of your life into this very serious stage of your life. In the first couple of minutes, it kind of seems like it's going that way. Uh, Ken, I thought the scene actually where they're putting to get, where they're going to go to the rave um, and they have to get all the gear for the baby, just the obsessive and obscene amount of gear mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, that was great. kind of funny. Um, and I thought, okay, if it's going to go in this direction, this could be funny and have some things to say about you know, someone that is approaching their late twenties and Brian, uh, you know, and is what are you early forties, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 47. You know. <laughs> no, but Brian's got a kid now, you know, and, uh, illegitimate, but a kid. And so, um, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, we, you know, it could have had a lot to say and it really, it, it just didn't, it went for straight slapstick all the way through. It had no, no, no point to the madness to me. A couple things were funny. A couple things were almost poignant, but they were kind of just set pieces uh, for more and more funniest home video gags. Um, and so I, I like you, Kent, was really disappointed. I, I, you know, the performances. Yeah, I think you're right with Rogan. I think we're just going to have to put up with a terrible movie. Um, you know, the good news is that, uh, you know, most of those movies you mentioned, with the exception of, I believe, Green Hornet, he did not write. And no one's immune. I mean, gosh, uh Jonah Hill, who's on such a hot streak, was in The Sitter, you know, right. two or three years ago, right? Um, there's comedy is is very easy to miss on, um, and and I, I'm fine with that. I, I think Rogan's still a really talented writer and performer. I like I like him in a lot of things, uh, but yeah, this was a miss. Um, you know, it's too bad. I mean, you guys know I've been. Uh, kind of uh, punching the Efron train for a while. I don't think it'll hurt him too much. He was fine in this. Um, and sort of like almost kind of a glorified beefcake part, though. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Dave Franco stole most of their scenes. But yeah. it was Dave, Dave Franco, who I love, playing every character Dave Franco's ever played. So it's not like right. he was really firing on all cylinders. Um, but, yeah, this was just kind of a – this was a February comedy that was just pushed because of the star power – into May, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it was was pretty disappointing uh, in in the overall thing. The script just wasn't very good. It just it was a very it was a very one one note, um, almost sketch. Uh, hey, this would be funny if this happened. Kind of script to me, uh, and uh, there was no kind of kind of overall narrative running through it. And uh, Rose Byrne, I I, I kind of I, I feel like I all I do is bash people that were bridesmaids. I I think she's lovely and. And all that, but I kind of uh, I don't really get the Rose Byrne. I get her more than uh, I think she has more gears than Melissa McCarthy, but uh, not many more. And uh, this was kind of a, a flat performance to me. And their chemi- the chemistry between her and Rogan was kind of boring to me. I mean, I it was bad. It, I yeah. did not buy them as a couple. At yeah, all. yeah. Um, and so uh, anyway, I'll leave it. I'll leave it from to Mr. Gill to give his thoughts. Yeah, the actual parent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Brian, yeah. what'd you think? Well, that, I mean, that we know of. I mean, right, exactly. Yeah, though, that's uh, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> talk to me in eighteen years. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I saw this movie on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, and so I saw it Sunday. So we're like forty-eight hours from when I saw it, and I can't think of. 
I really can't think of one scene that just really sticks out as like, man, that was a really funny, funny bit. I liked the, I liked the sketch nature of it because I, one thing that it did do very well to me as opposed to a lot of other, especially R-rated comedies these days, um, it told the joke and then it got out like yeah. over and over again, which I appreciate that. But the problem here was that there was not, there just wasn't a whole lot of flow to it. Um, and so it, it kind of felt like we we're just going from one bit to the next and none of the bits were that funny. I mean, I laughed some, but I really thought that this was going to be something that, I mean, Richard and I talked about it beforehand. We were really pretty stoked about this, at least from a comedy standpoint, that it was going to be really funny. I mean, you know, minute to minute, joke to joke. And it didn't really, it just didn't really deliver on that. And so if you're not going to deliver constant laughs, then you need to give me, uh, you need to give me something story-wise to grasp onto or have something to say. And it, it doesn't. Um, and it, you know, we start to get into that a little bit at the end of the second act, moving into the third act, but then it just kind of bails on it as far as like the parenting aspects of everything and the, you know, Zac Efron feeling like he doesn't know what he's going to do with his life and all that sort of stuff. But it never really got to a point where it actually said something. It just kind of hinted at saying something. Um, so that's that, that's a problem. It's kind of stuck in between, like you said, Richard, those two comedic worlds. Um, and so it doesn't really work for me overall. Now, it could have it could have surpassed, you know, I could have gotten around all of those issues if I was just laughing consistently throughout. But I, I really I really wasn't. Um, and I can't like, again, it's very, it's very throwaway for everything here is kind of not memorable for me. Um, 48 hours later and I can't tell you one thing that I'm like, yeah, that was, that part was really funny. Um, so that is kind of a misfire. And like you guys said, uh, Rogan, Rogan to me is like the Russell Westbrook of, of comedy where it's like, he's very talented. Um, he does some great stuff, but he is going to shoot a lot. He's going to take a lot of shots, yeah. and they're not always good shots. And a lot of times, I mean, sometimes the the bad shots um, outnumber outnumber the good ones. Um, so I don't, I I never trust Seth Rogen going into a movie. I don't hang my hopes on well, Seth Rogen's in it, so it's going to be funny. And I. I, I kind of feel that that same way about the rest of the the cast as well. Rose Byrne's fine, but she's not somebody that I'm looking forward to. I I actually thought Efron was really good, and this is a I think this is a good role for him to try to kind of break out of the High School Musical slash Nicholas Sparks hole that he is typecast into by people like me who can't see him as you know a serious actor. Um, but he doesn't really have a lot to do, you know. So it, it's I don't know it's. It's a movie that really could have – it could have used some Apatow sensibility um, to kind of get a, a storyline out there that works. But then again, if you get Apatow involved, then you're also probably going to end up with a movie that's three and a half hours long and <laughs> a lot of things that you don't love about that too. So I don't know. It's it's not a it's, – it's not the comedy gem that I, I was really kind of hoping it was going to be. Yeah, it's – it's definitely not up to my expectations. It's I never thought I would come into a movie starring Efron and Seth Rogen and leave being most impressed by Dave Franco yeah. and Ike Barinholtz. Yeah. And Ike totally. Ike Barinholtz, who is Seth Rogen's like work buddy in this movie, who was pretty funny, I thought. Yeah. Um he I, I can definitely expect to see him in more stuff. 
from here on out. But man, it's just, it was never more than like the premise. Does that make sense? Like, Oh, this couple moves next to this frat house, which it's it's never explained why the frat house moves in next door or why (laughs) they're in this random neighborhood, by the way, which I kept wondering, but it was never more than that. Like there are elements that can be funny. Like when they start pranking each other sort of back and forth and the, the frat house does the, the airbag stuff. But you're right, Ken, all of that was ruined by the trailer. Like the marketing campaign too, just Mm -hmm. killed this movie. Yeah, it did. The the um, the Robert De Niro thing could, yeah, could like, have been funny if it wasn't in, if we didn't already see that whole scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I mean the like the prank stuff could have been cool like if they started pranking each other back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the third act was just this sort of home alone prankathon. Uh, I think that could have been funny, but I mean, there's only really one prank, and it's the airbag thing, and yeah. it's, it's not funny after the first four times they do it. Literally, that, um, totally. That that's a major missed opportunity. That felt when they started the prank bit did not not feel like okay, we're about to get 15 or 20 minutes of quick shot, yeah, you know, funny little bits like like Step Brothers when they uh, when Farrell and Riley. Uh, prank Adam Scott when he's trying to sell the house and there's like yeah, four yeah. or five bits of the like that felt like an opportunity that didn't quite that didn't get maximized on right you you have all these funny situations but you really don't ever get funny moments out of them like okay we're gonna go over to these this frat house at night and we're gonna get messed up on mushrooms <laughs> right. um, but it wasn't funny it was just Seth Rogen with his shirt off going oh <laughs> I mean that was it <laughs> um I mean, the improv scenes weren't even good. Um, yeah, you know, usually no. they, it can be just a, a a situation, and and Rogan being Rogan can just make it funny. Um, I mean, it worked for like the seventy five year old people in the audience. Which, by the way, <laughs> no joke, there were people that were over age of seventy by themselves <laughs> watching this movie, having an awesome time. I don't know how they saw this. Like, there's no way they're they're fans of Efron and Ro- Rogan. <laughs> And there's no way they saw fans. like the yeah. the plot description where like a couple with a newborn baby unexpectedly uh, has to live next to a frat house. That sounds like something I would like, and and went and see it. By the way, they didn't write this. Writers Andrew Cohen and Brendan O'Brien. Yeah. Um. So Rogan did not write this. So he does yeah. get a pass, kind of. Yeah. He and Stoller didn't Stoller direct it? The Nick, Nick Stoller, Marshall guy. Yeah, and the Muppets guy. Uh. But yeah, this is um. Disappointing. Maybe if Rogan had directed it or written it, it would have been better. I'm actually surprised to see that that Rogan didn't write this because I, with all the interviews he's done, it made it seem like he was the mastermind behind this glorious masterpiece. But <laughs> it's just it's exceedingly exceedingly mediocre. Like it's not offensively bad, but it's not funny. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just kind of a movie. Um, and Rogan and in his interviews, it was making it out to be like really heartwarming and stuff. He's like, yeah, this is really, um, it's really raunchy like most of my movies, but it's got heart. Like, this one's different, guys. This one's different. But it never had had that heartwarming moment that Yeah, Yeah, and everyone kept raving about how the baby steals the movie in every interview I saw. I'm like, didn't the baby only in like three frames? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... Heck of a performance. Heck of a performance. (laughs) But, I mean, extremely forgetful, in my opinion... Uh, not something I'll, I'll rush out and see again. Um, it's sort of raunchy for the sake of being raunchy. Like it reminded me of like a R-rated grown-ups movie or something. <laughs> like that's what I don't get about Sandler. Like there's a, there's definitely a place in Hollywood for R-rated raunch comedies that 
have no basis for being anything more than raunchy fun. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but that but that's not his audience. I mean, yeah, his he's audience trying to make he tried he, that with the one with Sandberg and it bombed. Yeah, he, his audience is teenagers is. and people who were teenagers 20 years ago that now are just like, hey, the, new, the, the Sandler movie's out. Let's go see the Sandler movie. If, if you start going R-rated on that, you, uh, I think he loses part of his his audience. I'm with you. From a creative standpoint, that would be a much wiser decision. But I don't think Sandler realizes that his fans are like us, like people our age. People that grew up on Sandler stuff are the ones that are probably going to go seek it out. Like They'll go seek out Grown Ups. Um, and like if Grown Ups was a rated R movie – with Chris Rock and Spade and everybody, like I think it could have been more than it was. I mean, not to say it didn't make money, but I'm I'm just saying, like this had an Adam Sandler, very Adam Sandler feel to it, uh, very like slapstick, like you said. Uh, there's, I mean, it's extremely raunchy. I mean, the reason we're not going into extreme detail is because we try to keep this podcast safe for work, <laughs> right? But I mean, there are gags in here that are just make your head shake, like just awfully disgusting stuff. Like, yeah, uh, the opening scene is just terrible. Um, there were people in this theater, by the way, in addition to the 75 year olds, people with like two year old kids, like yeah. kids that are clearly know what's, what a story is and like what people are saying and stuff. <laughs> At least enough to repeat. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had several like six and seven year olds in my theater. So yeah, that's, that's even worse. Like, <laughs> but Brian, you've taken, you took Cooper to uh, nymphomaniac part two, didn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, he's seen part one, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't leave him hanging. No, I agree. He's trying to get him to never want to have sex ever. So Cooper is, <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, Cooper Dom, as we call him on the podcast, is a yeah. pretty big Ars von. Like he loved Antichrist. Like he's a big yeah. Ars von Trier fan. Yeah. He, yeah. He's way more into Criterion Collection DVDs <laughs> than I am, honestly. Probably the youngest cinephile I've ever met. Yeah. But yeah. definitely, it's kind of ridiculous. He takes after you, Brian. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, I really don't have much to say about this other yeah. than it was underwhelming. Um, it was exactly what I I thought it would be, except less funny. I mean, I didn't I didn't read any <laughs> yeah. reviews of this before I went in. I didn't look at Rotten Tomatoes or anything. I have no idea how how this movie is being talked about um, by the critics. Seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Oh. That's high. I would put this. Like not my personal score, but if I had to guess what it was Rotten Tomatoes, I would say like a fifty-eight or yeah. so. Like not a, it's not a twenty, but it's it's yeah, huh? Interesting. But I mean, in all honesty, it killed with like the older crowd in my theater. Like they were losing it, <laughs> which is funny because Uncle Tony walked out because he thought he was too old for it. Really? And twenty, twenty minutes, he's like, "It's not for me." Man, it it I felt too old for it, honestly. Yeah. I just got out of college and the last thing I want to do is spend more time with bros. Yeah. Um but man, they they just bro out for so they do a bros before hoes sequence that's just so cringeworthy <laughs> with Franco and Efron. Um man, and there is a vaping scene with Efron by the way. They, yeah, they had to sneak that in. Um you can't show a college guy without without a little bit of vaping. <laughs> but Man, it's like I don't know why Rogan was like, "Man, I really need to get into the Project X scene." You know, like those that's the types of movies I want to be involved in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh but he's above this now. He's a respected comedic filmmaker and actor. I mean, it made 50 million dollars in one weekend. I mean, it's already made almost 100 million dollars. Wow. Yeah. So It's doing well. And and I can see why you do this movie. It seems yeah. cuz we all thought it was going to be something a little more than it is. It seems like it should be 
uh, like a frat version of Knocked Up, right? Like uh-huh. it should have, it should deliver the same sort of heartwarming sort of stuff that that Knocked Up does, but with a, like a little more outrageous comedy. Um, and it just, man, it just really, it just, it never gets there on either front. It just kind of rides the fence the entire time. And the fish out of water frat house thing has been done ten years yeah. ago, guys. Think of something. Yeah. Did better. enjoy the uh, Lonely Island and uh, yes. Workaholics cameos. Yes. Yeah. I have to say that. That was That's the history of frat of the in the flashback sequences. Yeah. If you're gonna have workaholics in this movie, at least I would have much at least rather, give them lines. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like have them be in the frat house. Yeah. I would have much rather Seth Rogen is hanging out and the workaholics move in. <laughs> yeah. That would be something I would be interested in seeing, but <laughs> that means it'll never happen. Yeah. So, um, guys, if, unless you have any other burning thoughts about neighbors, uh, let's give grades. Brian. Uh, you know, I'll just, uh, B minus is kind of my standard. This isn't a bad movie, but it, it's somewhat forgettable. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with the B minus. Richard. I'm going to go C minus. Cool. I'm going to go straight C. So, uh, man, barely gets a pass. I mean, it is watchable. I'll say that. Um, yeah. There's not yeah. a lot of gags that make me want to go back and, and watch it. Like Anchorman 2, uh, th- that's a movie I kept referring to, to when I was watching this just because it's the last sort of big comedy that I'd seen in the theater. Mm-hmm. Anchorman 2 had so many funny lines. Just yeah. one line that just made me want to go back and, and watch it again uh, because they move by so fast you don't even get a chance to catch it. This movie was the opposite. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's nothing that I didn't catch the first time around, literally. So, uh, yeah, I, I probably won't catch this one again until it's for free on cable. Uh, so, guys, let's move on and let's do weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. Okay, Brian Gill. Yeah. Weekly recommend. So uh, today I was I was perusing the internet before uh, we started our podcast and I saw a tr- John Mulaney posted a trailer for his uh, upcoming sitcom. On uh, on Fox, it's going to hit in in uh, in the fall, I believe. Which you guys need to check out for sure. It looks like it could be uh, could be interesting. It's got a little too much laugh track, but it's probably all from the pilot, so we'll probably tone down on that a little bit as we go. But uh, anyway, Mulaney, if you don't know, is a he was the I believe he was the head writer. Am I right, Richard? At no, SNL? He's, no, because okay. Myers, Myers was head writer when he was okay. One of the big writers on on SNL, he did a bit on SNL one time that was just killed me. He's also responsible for the Stefan bits uh, that no longer exist, unfortunately, since Bill Hader's moved on. But hopefully one day we'll get another one of those. But you're welcome, uh, Brian. You're welcome, Brian. For yes, you. I know. I know. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> tremendous bit. One of my favorite bits of all time. Uh, he's a great. I think he's a very, very talented writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, his stand-up act... Uh, which is called New in Town, is on Netflix and I'm sure all the other uh, streaming services that you may Spotify have. Spotify if you want to listen to it instead of Okay, on. yeah. Uh, for me, one of the stronger uh, stand-up albums or, or shows or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. of the last few years, Definitely. really funny, consistently delivers laughs and great. I think a great storyteller. Um, so if you're if you're interested in if you watch this trailer for the Mulaney sitcom and you're interested in kind of seeing what this guy's all about, definitely check that out and uh, you'll get a, I think you'll get a great feel for for his style of comedy and uh, the strength with which he writes. I mean, he's just a really truly funny guy. So check uh, check out New in Town, uh, John Mulaney on uh, Netflix and and whatnot. Cool, Richard. 
Yeah, I'm going to actually recommend a trailer just by itself. The other trailer came out uh, for, uh, we got to represent our boy, uh, Will Forte's uh, Fox sitcom. Nice. Is it Last Man on Earth? Is that what it's called? The Last Man on Earth, yeah. The Last Man on Earth, uh, which is a really, really awesome trailer. Three-minute, long-form, kind of introductory to a show that we are all obviously hoping is huge uh, on Fox next year. So we're going to do two. Fox, you owe us some money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and recommend that trailer because uh, it's it's very awesome. Three minutes of your time, which is much shorter than most of my recommends. And uh, feel free to check it out. And I also uh, want to throw out a I don't recommend. Uh, this is where I started. This is a new weekly segment where I s- slam something. I don't recommend the new Batman film to come out in two years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sure and pass that on to Mr. Can we Spider. do a, every once in a while, like once a month, a weekly, we don't recommend this? <laughs> I like it. You're welcome to. Okay. You're welcome to Mine's be just going to be John Travolta movies for the rest of the time. <laughs> I think history is going to be on John's side. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. Just came through. He just, he just molested another masseuse. Okay. <laughs> sorry. We'll see. So that's it, Richard. Just a trailer to recommend. Yeah, or? I'm just going. I'm going short form this week. I've had some long ones lately, so. Okay, check out uh, the trailer to Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to recommend a Fox show. This is an all Fox um, wow. bit, I guess, guys. <laughs> so I'm going to recommend a Fox show um, that's no longer on the air, but it's a classic, classic Fox show in the vein of sci-fi. Um, I'm starting to get back into it. I was big into it um, back when it originally aired. And it made a couple movies, and it's a great classic show, The X-Files. Ooh, yeah. Um, they're all on Netflix, all the seasons, which I oh, just really? discovered a couple days ago. Yeah. And so I've been going back and rewatching The X-Files. What a fantastic show. Um, show that I think they could bring back, no problem, and it would fit right along aside uh, 24, Live Another Day, which I hope happens uh, eventually. But man, just an, a fantastic show, a classic show. I mean, it, it holds up pretty well. I mean, I watched the first season, and I mean, there's some stuff like the technology and everything is pretty dated and the hairdos right. and such. But I mean, if you can make it past that, I mean, you, you'll have a, a great time um, going through all the, all the seasons and watching the movies. I, th- I have a feeling the movies will come up um, and Wink recommends in the future, but I just wanted to recommend The X-Files. And let our listeners know that it is all Netflix, and uh, it's ready for your binge-watching uh, yeah. summer binge. So, Dude, the X-Files out. is awesome. And I feel Fantastic, like we have – I don't know if it's on TV anywhere, like in syndication, because I, I very – I don't think I've seen it you know, in the guide in a really yeah. long time. So there may be like a whole generation of, uh, of kids and, and, and our younger listeners who uh, – We've never watched the show before, or maybe even never heard of it. Yeah, that's never... a huge show. Like that opened the gateway to so many other movies and TV shows that we that we like and that we trumpet on on this show. That's a major major factor in uh, in a lot of of uh, stuff that's currently big. You know, if you've never seen the show, it's about uh, agents um, Fox Mulder and Scully, who are uh, paranormal investigators for the. For the government, basically, and they they uh, investigate paranormal activity and strange occurrences. So, really cool show. Like why there are four paranormal activity movies and why they continue to make so much money. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it did yeah. open the door, open the floodgates for a lot of stuff uh, over the past ten years. So, check out the X Files if you've never seen it. If you have seen it, it's a great show to uh, go back and revisit. 
And it made me want to go buy all the Blu-rays and all that and that's available. Just a great show. Every time I always forget about it, and every time I revisit it, it's just like, man, what a good show. Yeah, uh, really. It's been solid. on my it's been on my queue and on my like that's what I'm gonna watch this summer for two or three years, and then you know I get into other stuff and can't can't get it done. I may I may give that one a try this summer. Yeah, try and get through the whole thing again. Do it. Uh, I have a quick announcement to make before we uh, before we close out the show. Uh-oh. Our show is available now. Um, as of this morning on the iOS app, Swell. Uh, Swell is a new app for um, oh, consuming yeah. podcasts. It's basically like a Pandora for podcasts. So if you listen to Mad About Movies on there, I'm assuming the next episode you hear will be something related to Mad About Movies. Okay. So a really cool idea. They, they reached out to us and wanted to add Mad About Movies uh, to, their, uh, to their list of, uh, list of podcasts that they offer. And it's a free app, and it's, it's currently uh, top five, I think, on the App Store and everything. So it's blowing up really, really fast. And it's a great new way to uh, consume podcasts. Uh, so search the Apple App Store for Swell, S-W-E-L-L, and uh, hit up Mad About Movies. Or just hit go to our website, and on the left-hand side, there's a Swell link there. It goes, links you straight there. So great new way uh, to consume our podcasts. I know a lot of people will choose the website and RSS and other methods other than the traditional Apple iTunes podcast app to consume our podcast because um, a lot of people don't like the uh, default uh, Apple podcast app. So this is just another way for you to consume our show. Um, So, Brian, let me ask you this. Where can I find your work on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 and you can find my writing at CanBabiesDrinkRedBull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on the internet at Kent Garrison on Twitter. And you can find our show on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. You can download all our episodes on there. Find all of our weekly recommends on there and contact us on there as well. Just click contact and it goes straight to us. And on that note, until next time, we will see you at the vape store. (laughs) Goodbye. Oh yeah. Goodbye.